Today we are kicking off our Christmas series, and our theme this Christmas is joy. Everybody say joy. I want to take some time today. I want to talk to you about joy. I believe in this Christmas season, God wants to speak to us, and He wants to do a work in our lives in some very powerful ways in the area of joy. So let's pray, and let's go before it. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this opportunity we have today to go to your word. We thank you for the opportunity we've had to worship. We thank you for the opportunity we've had to connect with each other. We thank you for the opportunity we've had to have some fun together. But Father, we also thank you today for this opportunity, God, to learn and to grow and to go into your word. And Father, I pray today that you will just do such a work in our heart in this area of joy. And we agree for this in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed said, awesome, awesome. Thanks, Jerry. I will get you back a little bit later. Let's start there. We're going to be talking about joy. I want everybody to say joy to the world. Joy to the world. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, 8 to 20. This is where we're going to start today. It says, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. I'm mean, picture this. I, I, I don't know if you have an active imagination, but I want you to picture if any of you have been out in the middle of the country. You know, it's a little different in the city than we have light pollution and there's light everywhere. But if you've been out anywhere in the middle of the country or out in a little bit more wilderness area, and you've got the middle of the night where it's just pitch black dark. You know, you've got this beautiful stars. But there, I mean, obviously this time there, there's very little or no light pollution at all. And they're there and suddenly the angel of the Lord appears to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring to you good news of great joy. Everybody say great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace with those, among those with whom he's pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Somebody say it again, joy to the world. And I want to take some time today, I want to talk to you about joy. And this month, we want to put a focus on joy. First and foremost, because it is something in the scriptures that I believe is very important. It's something that I believe God would want us to grow and to learn and understand more about. But I believe it's also something, as we're going to see here, that is so vital for us in this time. And it's also something that our world needs in this time that we're in. And so we're going to take some time this Christmas season, we're going to focus on joy. Let's start in Romans chapter 14, verse 7. And Romans 14, verse 7 says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. This verse tells us about three key, I could say, elements, ingredients, three key distinctives of the kingdom of God. And these three key distinctives are righteousness, peace, and joy. Let's start with righteousness. When you come to the kingdom of God, now how do you enter the kingdom of God? You enter the kingdom of God by receiving Jesus, your Lord and Savior. The kingdom of God is not necessarily a geographical location, but Jesus said it's not here or there, but the kingdom of God is within you. 
It is something that is in the hearts of people, but it's God's rulership, it's God's dominion, it's God's domain. And when you and I have given our lives to Jesus, which I know the vast majority of us in this room have, and if you haven't, today you have an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. We enter the kingdom of God. And so the first thing that we receive when we enter God's kingdom is we receive righteousness. We are made right with God. We are supernatural. It's a gift that is given to us. We are not made right with God because of our works. We're not made right with God because of all these things that we've done or we haven't done. We are made right with God by grace, through faith, through the blood of Jesus. And because we are now righteous or we stand right before God, we have clear communication and relationship with God. There is an authority that we walk in. There is power that's released in our lives. Why? Because we have now been made righteous. And so that's the first part of being in the kingdom. Secondly, we see that there is peace in the kingdom of God. Everybody say peace. The Bible talks about a peace that passes all understanding. And this is another distinctive of the kingdom of God. The enemy will try and counterfeit it, but he cannot counterfeit peace. That's why it's interesting. I'll just step off on this for a second. The Bible tells us that one of the key ways that God leads us is through the peace from the Christ. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ act as an umpire in your heart settling and finalizing all things. There's this element that talks about. So one of the things you learn is that when you're walking the way God's called you to walk, there's this peace that you have. There might be some different things going on. There might be some battles and attacks, but there's a peace. And I'm always very cautious. If I start to get into a place or a season where I do not feel peace, where I feel, now you got to learn to discern that because sometimes it can be attack of the enemy, but where I recognize, you, you get to discern. You go, wait, no, there's no peace here. So what I do, I stop. I say, Lord, is there something you need to tell me right now? Is there something I need to understand? Because you called me in your kingdom to peace. And so we see there's righteousness, there's peace. But then we also see this element, which is our focus for this month. We see there is joy in the Holy Spirit. Everybody say joy to the world. <laughs> there is joy in the Holy Spirit. And when we come into the kingdom of God, one of the distinctives of that kingdom, one of the things that belong to us in him is joy. Because you and I are in the kingdom of God, joy is part of our inheritance. Joy is part of what God's given us belongs to us. Let's go to Galatians 5, 22 to 23. And Galatians 5, 22 to 23 says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So let's take a few moments to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, which obviously could be not just a message, but a series unto itself. The first thing I want to point out to us today and remind us of is the fruit of the Spirit, first and foremost, is the character of God. Often when we think about fruit of the Spirit, we immediately jump to what I'm supposed to be like, what I'm supposed to have in my life. And there's a place of that, but that's not where it begins. Where it begins and where it starts is the fruit of the Spirit is this is God's character. This is who God is. God is love. God is joyful. God is peace. God is patient. God is kind. God is good. God is faithful. God is gentle. God has self-control. You know, one of the things that I've thought, you know, even as I was kind of preparing this message, I thought, man, it's interesting how often we've got this perspective of God that is off. You know, I I think God is love. Most of us, we've heard that. We somewhat get that. Maybe we struggle with that or not. But how about God being joyful? 
Do you know that God is filled with joy? Do you know the Bible says that Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness or the oil of joy more than any of his brethren? In other words, we, you know, kind of dead religion teaches, see, God is very solemn and, and, and very, you know, and if it's very spiritual, it's just very, but that's, that's not who God is. God laughs. God's full of joy. We're created in his image. A sense of humor is created in the image of God. Right? There's this element of joy. Jesus was filled with joy. Now, how many of you have seen The Chosen? Have you seen The Chosen? I want to encourage you. The Chosen is great. I love The Chosen so much. If it's not familiar, it's actually the, the uh, highest crowdfunded series ever made in history. And, and it, 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 literally, if it's, the story is pretty incredible because it literally started in just a local church. And they said, we need to create, uh, let's create a story and let's create a film. And then that sparked this wild idea of what if we could do like an ongoing series about the life of Jesus' disciples. And so it's scripturally based. Some of the stories, they kind of, you know, kind of imagine what might have happened around that story, what might have been to it, but they're very true to scripture. But it just, I I love the picture. Again, one of the things I love about, that I personally love so much about the series, is I love the way it portrays Jesus. Like, I really love, and I, I, I think for uh, Jonathan Rumi, he's the actor who does, I thought, man, you talk about the pressure of trying to play Jesus. I mean, anybody else would feel pressure. I would feel a lot of pressure. Like, we're, we're trying to play Jesus. But I, I love, one of the things I love is I love, I love just the, the joy that he brings to it. I mean, one of my favorite parts in the series of all of that, and I really encourage you, if you haven't watched it, I, I know people who have, even to share with others, I know people who've literally become Christians. I think of a guy who's a member of this church for a number of years before his family moved away. He literally became a Christian because he started watching this series. And it's what opened his eye. But I love this one part where I think it was with the woman at the well, and they're all going to stay by her house. She's welcome into her house. They're like, okay, come and stay in her house. You can stay in this room. You stay in her house. Like, and, and that room, well, that, the, the ghost of grandma's in that room. And I, and I remember I laughed because, you know, Jesus goes, ooh, he goes, I'll take that one, right? Like, and it's just this moment, right? Someone's like, that's not in the Bible. Well, I mean, but I can imagine if there's a room with a ghost, I can see Jesus going, yeah, I'll go cast it out. Sure, let's do that. But I just love it because so often we've never seen Jesus that way. There's no fun, right? Like my brother and I were watching this comedy special. And it was good, uh, you know, good clean comedy, which is great. Sometimes you don't get the clean part, but this guy was good. But he was talking about, some of you maybe have seen it, but he was talking about, you know, his life growing up as a Christian kid in the 80s. And he said, like, you were hardcore in the 80s. And he said, like, hey, everyone's cracking up because he's talking about how, you know, like he's at his friend's house and the mom puts on Friday the 13th. And he said, he stood up and says, I'm not allowed to watch this. Right? And he said he expected everybody else to join him, and nobody else joined him. He said, then the mom felt bad. She's like, well, okay, honey, maybe just don't tell your parents. He goes, well, actually, I already called them, and they're coming to pick me up. (laughs) Right? You know, everybody laughs. But he said this line, and if you know, growing up in the 80s, like, I laugh, me and Joel laughed so hard, because we couldn't watch anything. Right? It was just like, like, I mean, it had witchcraft in it, had anything that looked like witchcraft in it, had any, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like it just, right? Amen. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Smurfs, witchcraft, right? It's just like whatever it was, you couldn't watch like, like, but, but you know, hey, we, we're okay. We, we turned out fine. You know, it's just like, yeah, no witchcraft, no violence. Right, like transform. Oh no, violence and transformers. Right, like it was just like it was just that was eighties. That was just the way it was. 
But I laugh because he, he said something, though, that got me thinking. He said, he said, man, he said, Jesus had more fun than me. <laughs> and I thought about it, and I thought, but if we take a step back, why is Jesus like the low bar of fun? Right? Like, think about it. That's the way we've been trained to see, right? Christian, no fun. Jesus, no fun. Right? But but Bible says Jesus was filled with joy. He, he had the most fun. I, mean, I don't know, multiplying loaves and fishes, healing people. But, but, but I, I think he and the disciples had fun. You know, I, I think Jesus actually cracked jokes. Right? Like, I think we, we have this picture we don't see, but, but we see here, that's the character of who he is. It's joy. It's like today. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. We were just having fun singing and, and forgetting lyrics and jumping up and sharing. Like, there was joy. And, you know, there's some people go, wow, I didn't know you could do this in church. Why not? Why, why is Jesus the low bar for fun? Instead of understanding, no, there's joy in the kingdom of God, that we represent the joy of who he is. Come on, somebody say joy to the world. So, so one of the attributes of God is joy. But then what I also love about the fruit of the Spirit is this is the character of who God is. So, you know, sometimes we talk, oh, God, I want to know you more. Do, do stuff like this. Look at the fruit of the Spirit and say, okay, God, teach me more about your love. God, teach me more about your joy. God, teach me about your peace. God, teach me about how patient you are. Teach me about how kind you are. See, we, we start with him. Same thing. Like you could take 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. God is love. So just put God in there. God is patient. God is kind. God is not easily angered. God keeps no record of wrong. He's not delight in evil, but he rejoices. See, we can see where we grow in our revelation. Is, but he is joy. And so then, the second part, though, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, is as we grow more like Jesus, we start to manifest these characteristics more ourselves. The closer you get to Jesus, the more you love. The closer you get to Jesus, the more patient you are. How many people are working on patience? I'm working on patience. The closer we get to Jesus, the more kind we are. The closer we get to Jesus, the more faithful we are. The more, more self-control we walk in, the more gentle we are. And here's what I want you to get to. The closer we get to Jesus, the more joy we have. See, again, dead religion, the enemy wants to tell you the closer you get to Jesus, the less joy you have. But actually, the closer you get to Jesus, the more joy you have. And it's real, true joy. It's not this fake counterfeit that the enemy gives us that puts us up on a high but then drops us low. It's actual, real, sustainable joy that we have in him, and it is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. I love that, too, because it's a fruit of the Spirit, not a fruit of us trying harder. Yo, we're going to grow in joy this Christmas season, but it's not going to be by gritting our teeth and trying to be more joyful. I am going to be more joyful today. <laughs> right? Some of us, you know, as doers out there, right? So I add it to my checklist. Be more joyful. <laughs> How am I going to be more joyful? I don't know, but I'll be more joyful. <laughs> You're not being joyful. Today. Let's be joyful. <laughs> right? Like we, we get it. Some of you are like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, what, man, what, what, what are you talking about? But I love this. Joy is not an emotion. Joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit that causes great emotions. Joy is not something we work up, but it's a work of God in us. How many people would let God do a work of joy in you this Christmas season? Uh, you know, it's interesting, too. One of the things I've noticed is whenever the Holy Spirit's moving, there's always joy. 
Acts chapter 8, 4 to 8, for example, it says, Now those who were scattered went abroad preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip. When they heard him and saw the signs he did, for unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. A work of God always brings joy. Dead religion sucks away joy, but the moving of the Holy Spirit always brings joy. And family, I want to encourage you this Christmas season, I believe God wants us to grow in joy. I believe God wants you to have a joyful Christmas season. I believe God wants to teach us more about living in joy this Christmas so there truly can be joy to the world. Because one of the reasons we can't take joy to the world is if we aren't even walking in joy ourselves. Now, please hear, we'll talk about this more. I, I don't say this flippantly because I know some of you even hear me talk about joy. It feels so far from your present experience. Because life is hard and life is dark and there's a lot of battles and you've been through some things. So please hear me today. I'm not flippantly just trying to be, oh yeah, you should just be joyful. No, I understand there's some real, real things we're talking about, but as we're going to see from the word of God, it's even the midst of that where God says, no, I want you to have my supernatural joy. Even when in the natural, it's difficult. I want you to receive my joy. Somebody say joy to the world. So here's the question. What exactly is joy? How about you? But for me, a lot of times there's these spiritual words that I think I know what they mean, but then when someone actually asks me, what does this actually mean? I go, ah, well, right? Like, glory to God. What does glory mean? Uh, I don't know. It's like a cloud fills the temple. And, you know, like we don't even really, it's good that we make sure we study and we, we grow and we understand. So what is joy? Dictionary.com said this, joy is the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying, keen pleasure or elation. It also says it's the source or cause of keen pleasure delight. Watch this, something or someone greatly valued or appreciated. I love that. There's this delight, there's this happiness, but it stands out because it says, coming from something exceptionally good or satisfying. How many know because we have Jesus, we have something exceptionally good in our lives? How I many even as we're Advent and celebrating the Christmas season, there's something that we have to have joy about. There's something good. Uh, I, it really stood out to me too. Someone greatly valued or appreciated as would suggest to me joy has more to do with the person I know than just the circumstances in my life. I can tell you even if I think about my life, I just think about practice. I think, man, you know, the greatest joys in my life so often come from not possessions or things. They come from the people in my life. It comes from my relationships. The joy I have in my relationship with my wife. The joy I have supporting my kids in different things and what they're doing. Watch them. So we see that in joy. Um, if we want to look in the, uh, the New Testament, it was written originally in Greek. So just a word study in the word joy or rejoice, it comes from the word chara, C-H-A-R-A. -A. And this is a Greek noun which describes a feeling of inner gladness, delight, or rejoicing. Joy in the New Testament, watch this, I thought this was so interesting. Joy in the New Testament is virtually always used to signify a feeling of happiness that is based on spiritual realities and independent of what is happening in your everyday life. Joy is an inner gladness, a deep-seated pleasure. It is a depth of assurance and confidence that ignites a cheerful heart. It is a cheerful heart that leads to cheerful behavior. Joy is not an experience that comes from favorable circumstances, but is God's gift to believers. Hear that, it's God's gift to us. Joy is part 
of God's very essence and is discussed below, as discussed below, his spirit manifests the supernatural joy in his children. Joy is the deep down sense of well-being that abides in the heart of a person who knows all is well between him and the Lord. See, it's this, this joy, this happiness, but it's not just based on the circumstances around me. It's based on my relationship with God's based on my promises. I love our, our friends at the Bible Project say this, joy is an attitude God's people adopt, not because of happy circumstances, but because of their hope in God's love and promise. See, we have hope in God's love. We have hope in God's promise. We have hope because Jesus came. We have hope because he's coming once again. And all these things, it brings this joy in us that God has given us. Let's look at a few more verses here. Philippians 4 verse 4 says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Come on, somebody say rejoice in the Lord always. Somebody say again, I say rejoice. All right, let's do it again. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. One more time for good measure. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. See, it's interesting to me what rejoice means. Rejoice means to give joy to or to gladden, to feel or show great joy. A simple way I was looking at it is you could talk about, for example, fuel and then refueling. What happens when you refuel? You fill yourself up again with fuel. Not yourself or your car up or whatever you're refueling. You can refuel yourself and everything. So there's fuel, but you refuel yourself. So if we have joy, when we rejoice, we stir up joy again. We fill ourselves up with joy again. We receive joy again. And the Apostle Paul tells us, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Anytime in the scripture something's mentioned twice, that's an emphasis. That's the way it works. And I would suggest today that Paul tells us, rejoice in the Lord always. But he knows, you know, but you're going to struggle with this sometimes. So again, I say rejoice. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. But you know what? Life's going to be tough sometimes. Again, I say Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. You're not always going to feel joy. It's not always going to feel good. But again, I say rejoice. Choose to watch this. Remember, if joy was just something we created in ourselves, there'd be a problem here. But joy is not something you create in yourself. Joy is a gift of God. It is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is something the Lord fills you with. And so if we are people of joy, it's not depending on ourselves, but it's a dependence on him to fill us with joy. And the last thing I love from this verse is he said, he, he gives us a real important key. If we're going to live a life of joy, he tells us where it starts. We rejoice in the, everybody say rejoice in the Lord. See, wh where are we finding our joy? What is our source of joy? What is our foundation of joy? Because if our joy is in circumstances that go up and down and things that can be good but then not be good, then we're going to really struggle in joy. But if we learn that my joy starts in Jesus, my joy starts in the Lord, I rejoice because of my relationship with him. I rejoice because of my promises. And yeah, there's moments in life where we rejoice. There's moments in life where we celebrate. But guys, if our, we're just dependent on that, can be fleeting. I was joking in first service. I remember in 2019 when the Raptors won the NBA championship. And you know what? We rejoice. Maybe some of you don't care about basketball, so you didn't really, but the rest of us rejoice. I remember watching game six, and we're at Pastor Samuel's condo in his party room. Pastor Samuel and Esther, our family, I can't remember who joined us. Man, we were cheering. We were shouting. Pastor Samuel broke the light fixture in his condo party room because he got so excited he punched it by accident. I mean, and that turned into a whole drama, but we won't go there right now. But we were, and then we were driving home, man, and people were on the streets. People 
for it. How many went to that, that parade afterwards? You remember the parade? Man, I mean, it was just like, like what does 2.0 million, I don't know, whatever it was. Like, it was so many. There was this joy. But how many you know the joy doesn't last? <laughs> Anyone watch the last couple of years? <laughs> Right? I'm not trying to hit on the Raptors. We're doing better. But you know what I mean? It's like there's natural joy, and it's okay to rejoice in those kind of things, but we understand when we rejoice in the Lord always. And we have that joy, and it starts with him. Romans 15, 13 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. I love this. He says, May the God of hope watch this, fill you with all joy. See, God wants to fill you with joy. And that's what I want to encourage you. Maybe some of you, again, you're listening to me, but you just feel so far from what I'm talking about right now. Joy feels so foreign to you. I want to tell you where you start. You start on your knees. And you start saying, God, fill me with joy. This is not something that I'm going to make up in myself. It's something that God fills me with. And we begin to pray. And you say, God, I don't feel a lot. It's hard right now. And I don't feel in myself a lot of things to be joyful about. But I ask you that you fill me with joy. And that you fill me with peace. And that you are the God of all hope. And you cause me to abound in hope. And Lord, help me to see what you want me to see. And help me to know what you want me to know so I can live in joy. But what I want you to know today is joy is your portion. Joy is your inheritance. Don't let the devil rob you of joy. Don't let him rob you to think you have to live a life devoid of joy. Make a decision and say, you know, I receive joy today. I walk in joy. And Father, I thank you for a supernatural joy even if my life circumstances are not something that would be conducive to most people thinking should be joyful I'm going to rejoice in the Lord and again I say rejoice amen and so we see that and I love this but but it's interesting too because he said may God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing in other words what does this say to me it says my believing is going to have a lot to do with the joy that I walk in do you believe God and do you believe God? And here's why: if you believe that joy, if you don't believe that joy belongs to you and joy is yours in Jesus, then you'll probably live without it. And you'll be a Christian. God will love you, but you will be missing out on something that God's for you. But when you say, "No, God, I believe you for joy," listen. If some of you could come out of this place and you just, I encourage you. If you go from here, just say, "Okay, God, I'm asking you for joy." I'm believing you for joy, and I choose to believe. I don't look to my feelings. I don't look to my circumstances, but I look to you, and I'm believing you for joy. Watch what God does, and watch what happens. And I love this because it connects to this abounding in hope. As you are filled with joy and you're filled with peace, you begin to abound in hope. That's what the Scriptures tell us. Let's look at Psalm 16, verse 11. Psalm 16, 11 says this. You've made known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Guys, what's the journey we're on right now? There's this command. And it says we're going to rejoice in the Lord. And it says we ask the Father to fill us with hope. And he'll fill us with hope. He'll fill us with joy. That he causes us to bow. Guys, it's that simple sometimes. We're always looking for like a real complicated. It's prayer. And it's believing. And it's asking. And watching God work. And then it's getting in his presence. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. 
And we learn to go in the presence of God. And we learn to receive his joy in our lives. Will we go this Advent season, even as we take this month, and we prepare ourselves to celebrate that Jesus came, and we remind ourselves that Jesus is still coming? Will we set aside that time? We talked about that appointment with Jesus several weeks ago. Be in the presence of God. And believe God even as you're present. God, I thank you for joy. God, I thank you that you're causing me to grow in joy. I thank you that you're causing me to, to increase in joy. And that you want to do this work in my life, not just for me, but also so that I can be a light of joy for others in the world around me. In his presence is fullness of joy. And I love this as we bring it close to a close. And Jerry, if you want to come back, Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says this. They said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Somebody say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Guys, this is why we cannot have joy based on our circumstances because circumstances are going to come and go. Life is going to be good. Life is going to be hard. We're going to go through mountaintops and valleys. We are going to go through green pastures and still waters, but also through the valley of shadow of death. But in the middle of it, God says, I want to strengthen you for whatever you're walking through, and my joy is going to be your strength. My joy is what's going to give you strength to walk. And that's why he says, I want to teach you to walk in my joy. I want to teach you to receive and be filled with my joy. And this Christmas season, will we receive and walk in the joy of the Lord? Why? Because the joy is our strength. And even with the days that are coming, guys, and the opportunities that are coming, so often we just hear bad battles, but we actually need great strength to walk out the blessings that God has given us. And God says, in the days that are coming, I want you to be strong and mighty. And one of the ways that you're strong and mighty is you learn to receive and walk in joy. You learn to receive. And so in this time, God is teaching us, and he's training us, and he's preparing us to be a people of joy. Remember, the closer you get to Jesus, the more joyful you become, not the other way around. Jesus is not the bar of measurement for boring. Jesus is the bar of measurement for joy. And he wants to teach us to walk in joy. And so this entire month, we are going to grow in joy. And we're going to learn to walk in joy. And I want to encourage you, if again, that feels really far for you, just go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to learn how to walk in joy. I mean, you're going to live anyways, so might as well learn to enjoy it. Right, you know, we come through certain seasons. I mean, I show this example a lot, but it always comes back to me. Maybe it's because I've lived it. You know, it's a variation of, you know, the, the Footprints poem, and it's like, you know, I saw the life of my light, you know, it's this whole thing, and, and, and Jesus was walking with me, the footprints, we walked together on the beach, but then I saw the real hard seasons of my life, there's only one set of footprints, and I said to Jesus, Lord, why did you leave me in the busy season, you know, this hard season of my life, and you know, Jesus said to me, my son or my daughter, it's not in those seasons of life that I left you. It's in those seasons of your life that I carried you. And that's why there's only one set of footprints. And I, I love it. I mean, how am I thankful he's carried you? <laughs> he's carried me. Right? But then there's a meme, that variation that makes me laugh too, where it says, and I saw certain seasons of my life where there was two footprints and then there was two lines. And I said, Jesus, what happened in those seasons? And Jesus said, my son or my daughter, it's in those seasons of your life that I dragged you kicking and screaming. <laughs> right? We all laugh, but, oh, it's too hard, God. Oh, this is that. And you're up there, you're like, oh, I made it. Okay, God came through. <laughs> right? Oh, you did it again. He's like, yes, I did it again. <laughs> right? Like, how many kicking and screaming seasons do we have to go through before we go, God's faithful? So why not enjoy the journey? Why not find the joy in the journey? 
Right? Why not do it? I, I was laughing. Thinking, I remember, I, I've told you guys this before. I mean, it wasn't so much with joy as more Thanksgiving, but similar. I, naturally, I, I can tend to be more of a negative person than a positive person. It's just kind of the way I'm wired sometimes. You know, you get to know yourself. Yeah, everyone likes to say, I'm glass half full. I'm probably glass half empty. I think of worst case scenarios. You know, I, I'm intense. You know, if nine things are good and one thing's bad, I'm focused on the bad thing to make it better, right? That's just the way I'm wired. Sometimes that can make life a little difficult for the people around me, especially my wife. And I remember there's seasons where I, but I learned, okay, okay, no, I get the presence of God, fullness of joy, okay, I'm good for the day. Someday she'd look at me, she's like, you didn't pray today, did you? <laughs> I'll be like, no. She's like, go have your devotions, please. Just go do your devotions and come back once you're done praying. And one time God finally said to me, he said, Brendan, it doesn't have to be this way. He said, the problem is you are so wired on what's wrong, you're not thanking me for all that's right. And it's filtering your entire perspective. Yeah, there's some things that are wrong, but if you'll learn to thank me for all the good things you have, you'll learn to thank me for all I've done for you, it'll totally change your perspective. You're not going to be under this kind of internal battle of negativity because your negativity is coming from focusing on what is wrong or what you don't have to be thankful for instead of rejoicing in all I have. What's the same way with joy, guys? Same way with joy. Sometimes it would be as simple as just smiling. Come on, somebody just smile. You guys have beautiful smiles. Some of you just stared at me still. You're just like, (laughs) I'm not smiling. Smile. I mean, it's amazing. You think about, you know, it's like just everyone loves you. Smile at somebody. They smile back. I know this is Toronto. We don't smile at people. We just kind of nod and kind of, then if you get out of the city, then you say hi to people. But why don't we change that? Bring joy. You know, it's like when a baby smiles at you. Anybody notice? Like you got some of these beautiful babies in our church, and they just smile at you. Oh, you. Man, you feel so great, don't you? I mean, it's just a baby smiling at you. It's supposed to be a baby looks at you, kind of screws their face up. <laughs> right? Like my kids, like Shiloh, Shiloh, oh, she was so wonderful that way. She'd smile at everybody when she was a baby. Everybody just love her. She'd just give you these massive smiles. I mean, it was just there. People loved it. Now, Micah, on the other hand, Micah, look at you like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I remember he was, just, he was just a little guy, and Sharon was taking him through the cash register. And he grabbed some socks and threw them at the lady of the cash register and said, die. (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah, he didn't know. He was just little. He didn't understand what he was saying. But he was just like, so anyways, when we smile, when we have that joy, he was was there. So he was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) He was a tense kid, all right? He's going to kill me for telling the story. But you know. (laughs) Right? There's a but. But it's interesting. As much as with that, we get so wrapped up sometimes in what's going on with us and we're not even walking in joy we're not sharing the joy with anybody else who's around us why does God want us to grow in joy in this season let me just say this and we'll close number one because he's our father and he loves us he's our father like how many parents you know what I'm talking about you love to see your kids having joy you love to see your kids rejoicing when they're excited, when they have a blast. Man, as a parent, you're just like, that's the best thing ever. God's our Father, and He loves to see us with joy in our lives. Number two, because as we've said already, the joy of the Lord is our strength. God wants us to be strong and courageous, and that strength comes from His joy. Number three, because there's a powerful connection between joy and hope. Right when God says, I want you to be filled with joy because when you're filled with joy, then you're going to be filled with hope. And when you're filled with hope, you're going to be filled with joy. 
And this is a season for hope. This is a season for joy. This is a season for, for, for his peace in our lives. And the last place I'll say this, because joy is attractive to the world around us. Can we say, how many of you have ever, you've been somewhere and there's like this group of people that are just having the best time. And, and they're, they're laughing and there's joy and it just feels so welcoming. How many know that's just attractive to you? It's attractive. You want to you wanna be part of something. where Well, that's because God's made us to rejoice. God's made us to celebrate. And there's something attractive. And so, guys, there's an element of this message that is so on point that God wants us to grow in joy. And God wants us to receive his joy in a fresh way. And God wants us to have such a joyful Christmas season, a joyful Advent, that we can truly sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. That there's this element of joy. But God also wants us to say, don't forget the element that outside these doors, outside these four walls, there's people that are searching for joy. There's people that are trying to find joy they're looking for joy and they're running to all these wrong places that the enemy sets up that bring a fake counterfeit temporary joy and God says will you take my joy to the world around you will you truly bring joy to the world not just keep it for yourself oh I'm joyful but recognizing that as we are joyful it is actually like a light a city on a hill it's a light that shines bright you know what we're talking let your light shine What does that actually mean? I'll tell you, when we walk in the love that God's called us to walk in, that's our light shining. Guys, when we we walk in joy, that is our light shining. Remember, Jesus is not the bar for boring. Jesus is the bar for joy. And we want to take joy to the world, but first it starts in getting joy in our world. Amen? We can take joy to the world, but God says, I want to grow joy in your world. How many people want to grow in joy in this Christmas season? And please hear me. Please hear me. I know, again, sometimes we get preach these messages, and yeah, okay, joy. And, and, and some of us are sitting listening. Maybe you're tuning in online, and, and, and you just feel like you are the furthest from that you possibly could be right now. So again, I encourage you. I'm not preaching this flippantly. I'm preaching that there is a real supernatural joy of the Holy Spirit that God will fill you with if you ask him. And you will learn to live in the joy that he has for you. And this joy changes your life. It changes the lives of people around you. Will we be those who take joy to the world? But again, it starts by receiving his joy in our world. Amen? So if you want to pray with me right now, we're going to close in prayer and just say, Lord, I want your joy. I want to grow in joy. Help me to grow in joy. Just just raise your hands, Lord, right now. Father, in Jesus' name, as we bring this service to a close, Lord, we thank you for joy. Father, we thank you that joy is part of your kingdom. We thank you that joy is one of the characteristics of your personality. And as we become more like you, it becomes a characteristic in our lives that we have that fruit of the Holy Spirit. And Father, I thank you that you, the God of hope, fill us with joy. And that joy is our strength. 
And so we just ask God, I ask myself, fill us with joy in a fresh way in this Christmas season. Fill us with joy, a joy that is not based on our earthly circumstances, but a joy that is based on your promises and your goodness. And I thank you, Lord, that you are going to teach us to walk in joy. Father, I thank you that we are a people who rejoice. And God, I thank you for joy to the world. God, that joy will be in our world, and then joy will go to the world. And so even this month, God, transform us, change us, renew us, God. Do a work in our hearts in the area of joy. And so we just ask even now, fill us with joy. Fill us with joy. Fill us with joy in Jesus' name. Now just with our head bowed and eyes closed, I want to make sure before we finish this up to give an opportunity, if there's anyone here who does not know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, that's, that's the start of joy. Joy starts with a person more than a circumstance. We talked about being righteous in the kingdom, and you become righteous as you enter into God's kingdom. And so I want to give an opportunity, if there's anyone in this place before we dismiss, and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you used to know Jesus, but you fell away. You went your own direction. But today God would call you back. And he's calling you home. And so if you're in this place today and you want to give your life to Jesus, or you want to give your life back to Jesus, I want you just to wave a hand at me really quick if you're in this place. Is there anyone who needs to give their life to Jesus, give their life back to Jesus? Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. Well, Father, we just pray and we thank you today in Jesus' name for joy. We thank you for your kingdom, and we thank you that we're called to joy. And I pray for each one of our lives and our hearts today, Father, Lord, that we will have joy in our world and we will take joy to the world in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that even this Christmas season there will be people who come to you. God, even when we do the outreaches on Christmas Eve day with the family services, all the things that are happening, God, that there will be people who will be able to come to know this joy and they'll be come to experience this joy. But, Father, also that we will grow deeper in your joy. And so we thank you for this Lord, in Jesus' name. We love you today, God. I thank you for every person in this place. Thank you for your continued work in our lives. And we thank you for this joy. God, we thank you just as the angel said, fear not. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We thank you for the joy this season of knowing that we have a Savior who is Christ the Lord and that we are going to grow in this throughout this month. We love you so much, Lord, and we thank you for all this in Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed with me said... Amen, amen, amen. All right, well, we are going to bring things to a close today. Feel free if you want to stand up to your feet as you go. Guests, if you can go to that Connect table, we'd love to meet with you and say thank you for joining with us. Young adults, remember today is the last day to sign up for the Young Adult Christmas Social. You get more information about that online as well. But we love you guys. Let's go enjoy today. Let's grow in joy, and let's grow in all God's doing. Have a great Sunday. God bless you.